Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I am your guest host today, Mike One. <laughs> uh, good to be back. Hi. I've been doing my latest Jimmy Stewart and Rear Window cosplay for the last couple weeks. Uh, I-, I was dumb. Mike, you mm-hmm. had this surgery dead to rights that I had. I had a thing on my foot. It had to be taken care of. It had to be ta- And I was like, oh, I'll be on the shelf for two or three days, and then I'll be sitting, so I'll have plenty of time to record. And I don't know why I thought I could overcome any adversity at any point, but you had this dead <laughs> to rights. So uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be on the mic. It's good to be back with you, Michael. It's good to have nominations to talk about and serious award show to talk about. And uh, it's good to that you were the responsible mic here, and you lined up guest hosts and guest episodes spots knowing that i was speaking uh, as a fool about when i would recover from this well i have some experience in no i i think uh i think you were toughing out uh, an impossible situation and i think uh if it was game time in in, in, in a sense and it, it was a month later you probably would have forced yeah. a recording i also delayed things a little longer because i just got I just got up to my eyes in these, you know, shot during the pandemic Sundance movies, many of which I loathed and some of which I really enjoyed. So the, well, the, the thing about Sundance this year was that I, I, had, I experienced joy, like full on joy, like crying, uh, just so happy to be alive after slogging through so much hot garbage. I mean, you, you said today you were just stewing in hate. I'm so, I'm full of misery and just disdain for what we're going to talk about. So I'm but, happy you have a light side of it. But I think, uh, like, I, I'm going to be happy with some of these nominations today. Like, legitimately happy uh, as well. And I, I, I think we got to, as, as a team, you know, put our rings together. Do something. Give me a metaphor from a '90s. Uh... Is that a Captain Planet reference? Yeah, rings in the center. Did you, you never watch Captain? <laughs> we gotta find some silver linings to this because otherwise, we will just forever be in the leg cast by the window, staring at the neighbors. <laughs> Ellen Bernstein it from. Oh my you know, God! If I have to hear one, or, right? <laughs> yeah, and anyway, we'll get to all of that and more. But yes, this is an Oscar race checkpoint. Uh, it's one we do every year. We are recapping some noms. We have both the Golden Globe nominations and the SAG Award noms to recap and go over. Uh, it's the first time that we've been together in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Mike and I, and uh, it's it's nominations time. So those two ingredients usually mix for some pretty zany stuff. So let's see what we come up with today, Michael. Where would you like to begin this journey? Yeah, read off the best ensemble uh, nominees from the Screen Actors Guild. All right, so on SAG, best ensemble cast in a motion picture. The nominees are The Five Bloods, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Minari, One Night in Miami, and Trial of the Chicago 7. So, snubs. I think a lot of people predicted Nomadland, go figure, but the non-actors yeah. acted really well. I think a lot of people predicted Mank and Promising Young Woman. But I got to tell you, Mike, I really love this five. I think three 
are you just can't argue one night Miami, Chicago seven, and Ma Rainey. Like those three to me can't argue them at all. And that's not to say, disparage the five bloods or Minari because we, you know, you had a pro- issues with Minari. We both had issues with the five bloods as mm-hmm. compositions, I would say, but we neither one of us had issues with the cast. We love the cast and we love the cast going deep into the ensemble there's five great performances in minari all 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 five of the bloods plus uh you know paul walter hauser and jonathan majors etc etc are awesome in the five bloods so i i can applaud all five i can applaud all five of these nominations at sag uh a couple things about these noms uh, this is you know what, what do we have here four of these five nominations are a story or an experience about the minority through the minority lens. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Um, the, the five bloods nomination for SAG ensemble though is bewildering to me. Like I, how they treated that movie, the rest of the card and mm. not having Delroy Lindo anywhere. And, mm. and, and, but putting this up for best ensemble, that's just, to me, is just odd. I wonder if it was a ballot thing or like, a, you know, it was just second or third on a lot of people's lists and they defaulted to it. It's weird to me. If you're not going to, heap praise on that performance maybe they gave it all to Chadwick Boseman but between that Delroy Lindo missing out in the SAGs and also Spike Lee's missing out in the long list that came out earlier today he missed out in the long list of potential nominees for best director at the BAFTAs it's just really bizarre if you go by a voting body by voting body look through how each of these shows are handling the five bloods right now it's one of the top stories for me I think the I think this year our Big budget movies, our big studio studio movies, the, the the movies that were viewed by everyone and anyone came from Netflix, right? Yes, yeah, Soul from Disney Plus, it's got its own categories. But the Netflix movies were the big movies this year. Yeah. And the viewership numbers have proved it time and again. No matter how many of us theater buffs don't want to admit it, Netflix is taking over. So I figured that these Netflix movies were going to be high profile. These Amazon prime movies were going to be high profile to a slightly lesser extent. Somehow the five bloods, which did have a moment at the, at the kind of smack, you know, early first quarter of the pandemic there, it just didn't sure. have legs. And it followed that same principle that, uh, a lot of these, you know, award seasons follow. Like it, it doesn't pay to be an early favorite necessarily. You know, I mean, I, I, look, you and I don't love the Five Bloods. We love Spike Lee's career. It's like his twelfth right. or thirteenth best best. And movie. we're not alone on right. that, by the way. I mean, it's not. I don't think if you were to take a wide swath of critic opinions and people on film Twitter, and if you were to ask them where you would have the the Five Bloods, just in terms of either twenty twenty releases or Spike Lee's filmography i don't think you're gonna be very it's not gonna be number one or number two i don't think on many lists and 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 yeah delroy lindo's in a really crowded category in a spike lee film that's just i don't know i don't think it's top tier spike lee it's just you know we respect a lot of people who love that movie especially on the heel of black klansman which might be i i agree and i and i just i i have I've been studying his career. I went to school in New York City, and I watched every one of his movies in school, and then I've been watching them ever since. And I, I'm, a, I'm a Nick fan. He's a Nick fan, the, the ultimate Nick fan. I want to be Spike Lee. I just want to be near Spike Lee. And if you nominate Spike Lee, I'm never going to be mad. Like this whole right. awards scene, like, like Ryan McQuaid was going on soliloquies 
in the time we've mm. spent together on all you know both our podcasts about Spike Lee and how much he loves the Five Bloods. But I just I can't get behind it. Like to me, it's a low B movie. The highs were high. I just can't get there. I yeah. I can get there for Delroy Lindo, but I do think it marks against it. Unfortunately, uh, the movie as a whole. So I think I think. The Five Bloods lost momentum with the Hollywood Foreign Press for certain, but the Screen Actors Guild didn't give it what we expected either. The Screen Actors Guild uh, picked up on a couple movies that kind of the HFPA overlooked, which is obviously nothing new if you follow these awards like we have in the last couple of years. Another one of those is Minari. Mm-hmm. Uh, HFPA was not very kind of Minari, and the SAG Awards love Minari well, everywhere. So, yeah, the HFPA uh, that's, that's boxed it out. Here. Yeah, they boxed it right. out into the... Uh, that category that should be called international films. Obviously, we're going to get there. But, yeah, I just, mm-hmm. you know, pundits, they they irk me with their year-to-year parade floats that they build for what precursor matters the sure. most and, and whatnot. And, like, right now, it's just bothering me because everybody's in the mode that SAG matters so much, the most, right. because Parasite right. well, won both exactly. last year, right? That's exactly why. And I'm sure they said the same thing in 2015 when Spotlight mm-hmm. won both. But, I mean, mm-hmm. we've been in this game for four years now, and we've been consuming everybody's podcast, every single article. And let me tell you, flashback two years, three years ago, when Green Book and Shape, when they weren't nominated at SAG and went on to win Best Picture... I mean, that, that's happened throughout the history. I mean, 12 of the past 25 years, the SAG Ensemble winner crosses over to the Best Picture winner. It doesn't happen every year. So it's, I just, I, I think it bothers me. We, and we got to take a step back about which precursors matters matter most. It's, they just need momentum at the end of the day, and especially in a weird year like this one. Do I think the Five Bloods lost some momentum? Yes, but can Defy Bloods, you know, show up at BAFTA? Can it show up at all over the Critics' Choice? Regain that momentum? Regain the resume? People put in the screeners at the Academy? Sure, it can it can happen, but it needs to happen sooner than later. Yeah, and I would go to bat, uh, by the way, for the something like the Five Bloods a billion times over a billion before something like Trial of the Chicago 7, which I think has all the momentum in the world right, right. now, unfortunately, yeah. which is uh, we're going to talk about as we move on here because we're going to talk about the best motion picture drama for the Globes. Those five nominees are Nomadland, Mank, The Father, Promising Young Woman makes the cut, and as does the aforementioned Trial of the Chicago 7. So I think that the two snubs that everybody was, was on is One Night in Miami and The Five Bloods. I was surprised One Night in Miami didn't get it because because Regina King's going to get director at the Globes. But Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, it also got actor and actress in the drama. Malcolm and Marie on my list, Mike. Uh, Otherwise, you know, Sound of Metal, you know, News of the World. I think people were looking at those two as fringe possibilities. But Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. Do Do you necessarily disagree with this five? Do you have serious issues with this five? Like, I look at this five and I see... You know, Trial of the Chicago 7 being a movie that you and I have been, I guess, torn upon. But I I look at this five and I say, okay, top tier-ish yeah. <laughs> films this year. I, well, I tell you what I feel, and it's it's maybe a defeatist attitude, is that it's just the inevitable. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been talking about Nomadland as a Best Picture contender since we saw the first preview for yeah. it, and it's coming to fruition here. We both, as soon as we saw the Trial of Chicago 7, said, man, well, this movie's got its issues, but this is tailor-made for the Academy, and we're going to see if the Academy's really evolved or not. Right. And here it is at the top of all of you know these two major award shows as well. So, I, you know, I don't know that it's... Would I argue against it on merit? Sure, but 
Do I see why these movies appeal to these voting bodies? Yeah, and I think this is something we called out as soon as we saw these films for ourselves. And let's be honest, you know, the new Academy may choose Defy Bloods over a mank pick, like the mm-hmm. Hollywood Foreign Press, which is like, what, 110 guys in, in, across the pond there? <laughs> right. I think I, thought, I saw Scott's <laughs> article today. I think it was, it was 93 yeah. uh, people who work in L.A. representing foreign or international okay. uh, outlets. Well, they call themselves the Hollywood Foreign Press, so they just they got a ways to go. But like, like this, this category is still infuriating because of the promising young woman posturing. Here's something that happened though with the Globes. Like every one of those controversies, Mike, we're going to see it play out throughout the card. Promising young woman being one of them, mm-hmm. they came to fruition. Like the the Hollywood Foreign Press picked all of their controversial changes yeah. that they forced upon these and studios. they seem to keep doing that mm-hmm. right like when a couple years ago between a star is born and, and bohemian rhapsody when we they had that whole the, like anytime the hfpa makes an issue out of categorizing a film a certain way the last few times it's gone on to pick that for some sort of success in some barometer not necessarily to win even though that did happen with bohemian rhapsody but nonetheless they they highlight it for a reason it seems like now yeah i mean minari's gonna show up down in the internet well best foreign film because this press organization calls itself the hollywood foreign press (laughs) and judged that an american immigrant story set solely in america was not an american film somehow but we 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 take that do we need the international feature category anymore and I say that with respect to the international features. I like I'm saying that because I think in a lot of ways they've surpassed American and Hollywood films. And I feel like I mean this is a picture perfect example what the HFPA is doing with Minari. It's it's box, putting it in this box. It did so with the farewell last year as well. They're like they're sometimes a lot of these voting bodies use the international feature category as a way to tokenize the success for a picture instead of re- letting it really and actually compete in other major categories. And thank, I mean, it didn't happen last year with Parasite, yeah. thank God. I mean, my personal feelings about the film aside, enough people rallied behind that one. But this happens more often than it doesn't. It's the affirmative action of the right, Academy Awards, I'm... right? And I, if you take it out, will people just ignore these films? Because they are some hard work. But, I mean, look, I, I've been watching these uh, international film selections. I'm almost at 30 now out of the 97, and I'll never get close. But I love this slate of films, Mike. I, I would say that... And this is the third or fourth year. I mean, yeah. certainly as long as we've been doing MMO, we're like, holy crap, look at the quality of these pictures that are in this, that are coming from the quote-unquote international side. You would know? they be ignored otherwise? And I do think the Academy is changing. I think there's a lot of international film members now, many more than used to be, especially in some, some certain branches there. So you wonder about taking it out and if it, if it does hurt it, but like, let's not make the requirements. Let's not base those requirements on language. Let's do it on production company. Let's do it on setting, etc. Agree with that too. I mean, but this is the HFPA we're talking about. So hoping for a positive change with them is, I mean, unless Brian May suggests it on a yacht, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, we we got to get to Brian May, as as I always, <laughs> I always try. We all and, knew it would come to. I this. always try and write this podcast so that at some point we can get that outreach to just land. Then 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 we're solid for solid forever. Right. Um, right. Yeah, but I, you know, look, I mean, 
promising young woman did really well at the, the Golden Globes. Got four major nominations that we're going to talk about. So Focus has got to be happy. It does have momentum right now, even without the SAG, on, SAG or SAG ensemble nomination there. Uh, I think Minari is is a contender in the you know foreign language film category at the Globe. So we'll see. Uh, be, I mean, it did well. It did okay at SAG. So we'll see, Mike. I don't know. I, I would say it did great at SAGs. I mean, compared to especially compared to what happened at the Golden Globes, I think Minari. You're right. I, I'm getting crossed champ- up because we I didn't have enough time to study these. It did great at SAGs. It got yeah, ensemble four, and both four noms there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it did great at SAGs. Okay. Uh, what surprises me about the two, you know, a SAG ensemble and Best Picture drama at the Globes, the two more serious Best Picture looks. Yeah. And if you're going to, you know, her all promising young woman for what it did at the Globes, I think you have to do the same and play the same record for the father, too. Yeah. Because this was yeah. a, a movie that originally when it came out, all the emphasis was on the performances. It's going to contend for supporting actors. It's going to contend for uh, lead actor with Anthony Hopkins there. And now it lands a best picture, best motion picture drama nom alongside mm-hmm. promising young woman uh, at the Golden Globes. I think I was kind of most surprised by that as far as this category goes. Yeah, screenplay too. We're gonna get there. Yeah. But yeah, the father got four. Promising young young woman got four at the HFPA. Yeah, the father with, from Florian Zeller, who's making his debut. I think that makes some sense, you know, because it's kind of a. I think it's almost like. I think it's a. Isn't it a British production? Strangely enough, that somehow gets counted. I don't I understand. Somebody argue. Yeah, I, somebody was arguing about that on film Twitter not too long ago, and this whole when we have to like look up what is and isn't an international feature it just bugs right. me no it's 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 the british problem and then they therefore we make it in you know english language <laughs> as as the chain you know the the the, the what do you call that science the uh the control variable no the control <laughs> i don't remember mike let's get to the uh comedy or musical because <laughs> so best this most- is where it goes off the rails, though, right? Yeah. Best motion picture, musical, or comedy. Borat, subsequent movie, film. Mm-hmm. Hamilton, that mm-hmm. funny film from 2016. Music, Palm Springs, and The Prom. That's right, I said music and Palm Springs and The Prom are your nominees. So when this happened... Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like... I can't get over how intuitive my watch list is until it isn't. <laughs> like I, I update that Google Docs watch list. I refuse to do it on because I'm not all the way on Letterboxd yet. I'm just not all the way there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm starting, I'm, I'm dabbling. Uh, I've rated like five thousand films or whatever, but I'm not like really on there yet. Mm-hmm. I didn't do my watch list on there yet. I have a list <laughs> that I stare at thrice daily, mm-hmm. and I very clearly just music. I haven't heard a thing about it other than I know 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Get it off there. Why do I have to watch another movie? Like, I have, I'm up to my eyes. I probably got another 20 movies to watch still just to round out round out the long year. I can't do it. And now I have to do it. 3.7 on the first 1,200 reviews on IMDb as well. And Sia actually just came out today or, you know, after the Golden Globe nominations were announced. Uh, this being her directorial debut, to apologize for casting non-autistic actors as autistic characters in this movie. So uh, this is an ongoing thing, right? Yeah. And it's with multiple underrepresented groups, historically mm-hmm. underrepresented groups throughout Hollywood. And actors have 
you know, they, they've come out on both sides of the issue. But regardless of what our movie stars say, here's here's where I think a lot of people are starting to land on this. Differently abled actors have been ignored in this right. industry for over a century. And autistic actors are, are ignored. They're not given roles, period. And there mm-hmm. are autistic as- actors out there that could do a better that could do the job. Yeah. Can they do a better job? I mean, let's put it out there and let's let's judge for ourselves. Let's learn something that someone who hasn't spent their life going through what the character's going through could 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 portray. Let's learn something from that performance. But unknowingly or not, movie stars are boxing out all of these underrepresented groups. And this is just a historical systemic issue. It's not fair. It's not right. And even if it's worked on some large scale degree in the past, we just we, we've seen this in every other area of, of the industry. When you allow people to represent their culture, their their lives, whether it's above the line and you're writing, directing or it's uh, or or it's on the screen and you're acting, that representation matters. Absolutely. I hate to get on the soapbox here, but I. I don't necessarily want to wag my hand and fist at a movie like music. It could be saying beautiful things. I haven't seen it. It could be saying beautiful things about that experience. And I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But dude, it's got it's got to be better if yeah. if someone brings their own life yeah. to it. I, I I completely agree. Uh, and and the facts of the matter are there. I mean, these are groups that have been and people that have been. You know not casted for those reasons and it's right. it's a shame and there's no reason for that and we're well past the point in time for change as far as music's nomination based on the merits of the film has there been a lower all around rated by critics and audiences movie in any <laughs> best picture outside of the Razzies ever I mean look I'm not gonna watch this movie for multiple reasons and I can't <laughs> be repeaters. paid enough to I'm not gonna yeah. but like in why this isn't polarizing. This isn't like some people liked it. This movie has horrible scores. And it's How not even it? a hit yet, Mike. It's not right. like you could say, oh, but it was right. a hit. Right. Like what in what world is this a best picture nominee on any level? I, I, I'm shocked. Because like Bo Rap happens, but it's a hit. The right. tourist happens, but it's an enormous studio with all the powers and Johnny sure. Depp on a yacht and he was the biggest star at the time and Angelina Jolie on a yacht. And I get it. I get how the Hollywood foreign press could be charmed. And like still, the tourists, I remember, carried like a six point something on IMDb exactly. and, and people were middling. like outraged. It was middling. And it's this is a half of that. <laughs> no, that this year we're seeing 30% movies, 20% movies. Hillbilly Elegy is a scourge oh. upon our land. It's don't a you? fucking disaster. <laughs> I hate that fucking movie. I don't hate a lot of movies. Uh, I hate some movies. I hate that movie. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. But music, I don't know. I don't know if we hate it yet. I I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to bite the bullet. Or do do you bite bullets? Oh, bite the bullet when you get amputated legs. Anyway, here's there's a visual for you. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to bite the bullet and watch music. Brian May us. must have executive produced that movie or something. Like, I don't, I don't understand that call. Maybe it has to do with the rock star. And, and I mean, Brian May, I, I make jokes, but clearly that works with the HFPA. We know that works. We've seen it work. They love schmoozing with big, talented musicians and big names. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't understand this whatsoever. And that will not be the last time I say those words about these noms as we go on. Well, they have 
Sia t-shirts on, all of them, at the uh, voting <laughs> yeah, Zoom right. conference. Exactly. With glitter, they, pink glitter. They all, yeah, so that's what happened, I they guess. They all get that same wig that she gans out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I like Sia's music to uh, she's listen great. to once she's a year. She's great. Yeah. She's a phenomenally talented person. And I, I'm glad she's I'm glad she's taken the jump into directing. I guess, you know, that's great. Let her... Yeah, but she doesn't have to be in the best picture right away. Right. Like, that... It's a big jump between I'm going to try directing and here's your best picture at the Golden Globes nomination. Well, I got some snubs coming up and uh, let's talk about the other four, though, because I do think there are four nominees here that I get. You know, Palm Springs was a pleasant surprise. Hamilton, we've been on that soapbox already. If it, mm. if it is eligible, it should be there. Of right. course, it should be, in my opinion. Like Borat, two we expected, mm-hmm. uh, even though you had you had some issues. Uh, and what was the other one? I just wrote it down and I the lost. The prom. It. No, yeah, I said the prom. Did you? The prom, Palm Springs, Hamilton, and oh, Borat. I just can't count. I said the prom, but I can't count. Look, the prom, people have issues with the prom. I have issues with the prom. To me, it's a preaching to the choir movie with great production values and Meryl Streep in it. And Keegan-Michael Key, I never realized he could sing like that. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. You know, I just, you know, we're going to get into Corgan? Corgan? Corbin? (laughs) Corden. <laughs> Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins. Billy Corgan of the, yeah. <laughs> James Corden. James Corden. Sorry. <laughs> I just know he was in Cats, so he's like a joke in the acting circles. But, he, you know, I don't know. I mean, he he can sing. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I get, I, I get, I've heard the arguments. He's offensive to a lot of people. Yeah. So I get why the Hollywood Foreign Press would pick him. <laughs> yeah. This is like how we're, 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 we're trolling ourselves while we troll them. Is what this podcast is becoming. Like I, we're getting there, but like the prom to me, we expect it. It shouldn't be there, but it's such a huge hit on Netflix. It's probably teaching a lot of kids, you know, to be happier with themselves, and it's probably helping a lot of people. Even though it's kind of one sure. of those movies. So all right, sure. I mean, there's there's worse movies that could be nominated, but but does I but that, I have this. It's the same art. Like, do you have to? Does that mean you have to be nominated for Best Picture? I don't know. And maybe we're just not. that out of touch now. But I, I, again, I'm kind of heartened by what Scott Feinberg wrote in that. You know, if you feel outraged by some of these nominations, we're not alone, and that's kind of cool too to know because I mean, he wrote a piece on the Hollywood Reporter on the third of February, just tearing them down for a lot of these noms for music for James Corden getting nominated for you know for all these stuff things that that we think. It makes us feel less crazy, at least, right. because there's somebody else that's far more established and esteemed than we are saying that, like, WTF is going on out here. Um, the Palm Springs nominating, the Andy Samberg nom, the, those are bright spots. I, I really don't have many bright spots for what the HFPA did, and I I don't know that Palm Springs is one I even would have nominated here, uh, because you make the point in the copy here, The King of Staten Island is a superior movie. Superior, without a doubt. Is it too, is it too um, in your face and angry and yeah? But it's a hit. I, I, yeah, I don't right. get it. Is, are they mad at Universal? Universal had a tough day overall. Yeah, I. Who knows, man? I I do, I do not. I don't get it. I don't understand a lot of these categories, and best picture comedy or musical is one of them. But I guess when you you know the head and shoulders, the the main piece of that is a stage play that was taped five years ago that all of a sudden is eligible for some reason there's stuff we're not supposed to understand anyway 
it, it, it's you can't understand it. But like French Exit for us was yeah, a superior film. By uh, far. Emma for yeah. me, I loved it because I'm a foo foo man, and <laughs> the half of it I would never expect the half of it to be nominated here. But I thought that was a great comedy. You really liked On the Rocks when we reviewed it in the fall. A lot, like there, yeah. There are movies to choose from where you don't have to take a, pl- a film stage play and put this it is, in the category. I mean, there are is... movies here. And that's not to say, you know, again, Promising Young Woman, she's writing a joke a minute, you know, for the first hour. And then the last half hour, it's not funny. But again, we've talked about this. She, uh, Emerald Fennell wanted it to be in the comedy or musical category. The Focus Features wanted it to be in the comedy or musical cat- category. They doubled down and picked it anyway. Okay. But you still had, you could have picked Emma here. You could have picked other movies it makes no sense was emma just out too long was that the defy blood situation with I, emma in this category too just too long with a movie they got bored of it i like i don't get had it had to have an award season this year didn't we you all wanted this didn't you you all didn't want the bake sale that i tried to pitch you we could all be getting fat eating cookies and having happy oscars right now no. but the, i mean the movies were there you could have picked a bunch of b plus movies but they put don't. Them there. They, they don't. don't. They do this every. They, I mean, last year we were screaming about the director category, which is up next. And okay, let's go through the noms first. Right. Golden Globes, Best Director: Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman, David Fincher for Man, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, Regina King for One Night in Miami, Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of Chicago Seven. Now, look, mm-hmm. props to the HFPA. They have more women nominated in the directing category than they do men, and the HFPA has Thank had God. a hell of a time nominating women at all in the directing category. But what I was going through, and my thought I was saying before I read those nominations is, it's the same type of conspiracy theory we had last year, when it seemed like the HFPA bent over backwards and went out of their way to keep a female's name from appearing in the best director category. It seems like they're doing that again. They're trying to just create controversy to get in the headlines. Stop doing that. The other movies are there. I agree with you that the timing is just frustrating with so many things in this industry. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, it's really frustrating, but I do think I'm like extremely happy with this five. I am too. And even you look, I have my quibbles with Regina King and and One Night in Miami. I really love that movie, and I love studying that movie, and I thought she directed the hell out of it. I get it. I I get why an industry-trained mind would say, bam, I I just, I love that directorial job, and she's had, you know, 50 things on her TV, premium TV resume before Mm -hmm. that. So let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's, these three women are deserving. They're top tier this year. They're on my list. They're on your list. Fine. Spike Lee, George Clooney, I mean, this category could have went in a lot of familiar directions. Paul Greengrass, mm-hmm. I would say, and I I feel actually a bit refreshed that they went there. They could even put, you know, pick Florian Zeller in that category, yeah. and, and they didn't. So I think I think those three women are right there in the top tier. Let, let's go. I'm with you, and I think I, I, a great, good job by the HFPA, great job by the HFPA. It's something they've struggled with historically. I think I'm like you. I think they got it right by and large and just taking kind of a wider lens approach to this category and what it might mean for Oscar Sunday. Maybe Spike Lee, uh, again, not according necessarily to our personal taste, but by and large, he might be the biggest surprise omission. Uh, And if you go by Gold Derby rankings, he is the biggest surprise omission as he finds himself on more than half of the 28 experts top five list there. Yeah. 
But again, because of what happened uh, with the different voting bodies, as far as the five blood goes, maybe the Spike Lee train is one that's running out of gas and needs the DGA to kind of breathe life back into it. His campaign maybe uh, maybe hits some insurmountable odds with these sets of nominations. Right. Again, it's but it's 90 something guys got bored with the five bloods. 90 something guys at DHFPI. And I know I'm I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth. By all means, the five bloods is still very much alive, especially after SAG, very much alive. I I am not surprised that this old fogey group got bored of it. (laughs) I'm not surprised they got bored with Emma. That's the point I was trying to make earlier. Again, I, I, I think the five bloods is a strong, but not, you know, top 10 movie of the year for me. That's fine. Spike Lee, his campaign is not over just because the Golden Globes didn't pick him. If anything, you know, the the outrage is a a real, real boot could be a real boost for him. Yeah, I'm not trying to make the point that his campaign is dead. I just again, I go back to what I said about the five bloods earlier. The way the different voting bodies have handled that movie is just bizarre to me. But it's not the only bizarre thing that's happened, and we can keep talking about it. As far as Oscar Sunday goes with the directing category, it seems like we have a list of three that are getting to be set in stone mm-hmm. uh even though i may not personally agree with all three again but looks like chloe Zhao is definitely going to be there looks like david finch is going to be there it's tough to argue against sorkin right. and i would say that if there is a fourth regina king is charging hard so maybe we have one spot right now for spike lee lee isaac chung emerald Fennell, florian zeller and paul greengrass to all fight over there when it comes to oscars nominations yeah, unfortunately, like I wouldn't have Sorkin that high. I, that's that's list. the one I that's the one I disagree with as well. I'd have I'd have King there. I'd have Zhao there and Fincher there. I have no problem with those. But yeah, personal preference, I, I wouldn't have Sorkin either. I actually have Fennell. Like she's very high for me. I just I, I loved I loved her directorial job in that. I love the screenplay too. You, I would guess that the breakout, mm-hmm. you know, the debut would We've get seen credit it before. in the screenplay category on a four that's unfortunate because i thought she directed the hell out of it david fincher's got the legacy thing going on i would expect a nomination at the academy but you're right i think i think there's three spots that seem to be you know that their candidacy is really strong and then it's open it's open for for king Fennell, like you said lee isaac chung and it's a strange branch because of, of all people they have gone in a couple different directions in the past, they've gone the international direction mm-hmm. with Polakowski. Sure. They've gone—I mean, they've gone in uh, in in the old fogey direction. Like Steven Spielberg has shown up in here so many times when he probably <laughs> shouldn't have. And I love Steven Spielberg, but good God, man! So like, if if a Paul Greengrass is that just Greengrass pops, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Good I mean, point. if he pops up, it, it makes some sense. And you wonder if a lot of the newcomers, if that vote gets a little cannibalized. You got Darius Martyr from Sound of Metal that the industry seems to like. You got Eliza Hitman, Kelly Riker. You got uh, Lee Isaac Chung, and then you got Emerald. And you have Regina, so I don't, I don't know if uh, if if those last two spots are are being fought over as much. We got to see more things play out with director. God, uh, what's happened with Never Rarely, Sometimes Always? Too is just and, you know I didn't even mention George C. Wolf. We loved yep. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. We want yep. George C. Wolf in that conversation. And yeah, again, Spike Lee's not. I'm reading off of my list when I do these lists, but Spike Lee could very well find himself there. George C. Wolf can very well find himself there. But in the year of the female filmmaker, I really want. I want three female filmmaker noms in that category. That would be Please. so, so cool. It's, it's, so cool. It should be. It should be. Of, of all years, it right. should be. Lord they're knows all on we're... This, 
yeah, we're well past the time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and maybe we can get Joker two to debut under the deadline, and we can never mind. All right, best actress <laughs> uh, categories is what we're going to go over here: the Golden Globe, best actress in a drama, Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andre Day, maybe a bit of a surprise for the United States versus Billy Holiday, Frances McDormand for Nomadland, Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman, and Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. Zendaya getting snubbed from Malcolm and Marie. Yeah, she had a tough day. It just hurts my soul. It hurts my soul. I, I expected it. I predicted it. I talked about it with Andrew on the last episode there. I, it hurts. I'm, I'm surprised Sophia Loren didn't get a nom here from the life ahead. I figured the international uh, film branch or the international uh, film press would have gone for her. Sydney Flanagan, Nicole Bahari, Are Their Dreams Dead? We kind of figured they would have the days elsewhere mm-hmm. trying to break into this lead actress category is going to be like fighting off one boss after another at the, at the, at the end of it. So there's just some great lead actresses uh, performances this year. Yeah. I'm happy to see Carrie Mulligan's name. I thought she lost a little momentum. She seems to have uh, regained it or found some, some new life here with these last couple of the sags, especially I think is a big deal for her campaign here. Zendaya, you said it that her train looked like it had all the momentum in the world. And I think somebody might've pulled the e-brake on it uh, potentially for good. Her not showing up in the sags, based on what just happened with the Emmys and everything with her be, kind of being this force I yeah. really, really did surprise me, even though I have yet to see Malcolm and Marie for myself. It's kind of funny in this category. If you go by gold Derby, it seems like there's a big correlation between the five in the golden globes, best actress drama and mm-hmm. the five that people expect to be there on Oscar Sunday. Zendaya is in 17 top fives on gold Derby. Andre mm-hmm. day is an eight. It feels like those women would be flip-flopping, except, and this is apropos of nothing, I don't know if it means anything, but of the eight top fives Andre Day is in on Gold Derby's Experts, eight out of 28, five of those eight she shares with, she shares the top five with Zendaya, Hmm. All five of those are the only five Gold Derby top fives in which Vanessa Kirby doesn't appear. She appears in 23 out of 28 top fives on Gold Derby, except for the ones who have both Zendaya and Andre Day in their top five. I don't know what that means, if it means anything. It means it makes more sense to me than music being nominated for Best Picture, but there you go. <laughs> A lot of things make more sense than music, but yeah, Vanessa Kirby to me is just undeniable. I, I thought Zendaya would be undeniable as well. I wonder if people saw it. You know, we haven't seen the United States versus Billie Holiday yet. Again, it's the, the handful of movies we, we haven't caught up with quite yet. I, I hope it's great. I mean, the stills look great. Uh, I think uh, I think she's been in the mix all year, Andre Day. But Michelle Pfeiffer is getting ignored in a lot That's of spots so and a lot of punditry situations. Uh, she did get picked in the Best Actress Musical or Comedy 5, Mike. Maria Bakalova from Borat's subsequent movie film. Kate Hudson, of course, the juggernaut from music. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer there from French Exit. Rosamund Pike from I Care A Lot, which had a great trailer. It's coming out on Netflix soon, Under the Wire. Whose that, throat uh, does she slit? I am very afraid, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I hope it's yours. No, I'm getting a little Jesus. <laughs> what is your, oh, my God. Absence oh my makes God. the heart grow colder. <laughs> uh, absence makes the heart go grow violent. Anya Taylor-Joy from Emma is the fifth. All right, so does Anya Taylor-Joy belong here? You've seen Emma, I have not. I want you dead. I, oh, this is happening a lot. No, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> Look, I mean, if you're going to tell me Meryl Streep should be Meryl Streeping to another nomination five here from the prom, she, that she deserved a spot, I don't think Anya Taylor-Joy or myself would disagree with that. Mm. I, But I love Emma. <laughs> I love that the year of Anya Taylor-Joy, my homicidal tendencies aside, I love Allow me to speak for my good friend Anya Taylor-Joy here. <laughs> I'm advocating for her, right? I mean, you could sense that as a lawyer. I'm advocating for Anya Taylor-Joy. I love her in that movie. I love her career right now. Uh, she's been awesome in everything. Thoroughbreds, the double V, Vitch. Yeah. And she's my favorite, Emma. Sorry, Gwyneth. <laughs> nice. Well done there. Uh, yeah, I don't have much here. You kind of took my main point. For me, Michelle Pfeiffer is just on an entirely different level than like most of the nine other noms. Never mind just the four in the comedy or musical category here. I expect Bakalova to win. I'm going to be interested to see what odds she gets as we get closer to uh, Golden Globes Day there. Mm -hmm. I really do hope she ends up running as a supporting actress for the Oscars. It seems like that's what's going to happen if you go by Clayton Davis on Variety and others. So uh, that's, that's really all I have. I expect this to be kind of an open and shut category, actually. Bakalova came through. That's big. Uh, plus her SAG nom and supporting. Again, yeah. her candidacy is, is going swimmingly at this point. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's a one of those years where the only crossover might be Bakalova and it might be in a different category in musical or comedy. So it's just it's strange how they played it this year. Yeah. And the fact that we don't have a Hamilton actress in there is pure poppycock. I'm I don't sorry. think they know what to do with that. And I don't blame them because... Why the hell would it be legal? Why is it eligible? I can't. I, but this is them putting their foot down in in areas where they shouldn't. Yeah, they're putting their foot down and putting it right in their mouth. I agree. It's, because, yes, we're going to make a stand and say Hamilton's eligible, except that we're not going to know how to nominate it up and down the card. Renee Elise Goldsberry should be nominated for everything, everywhere, full stop, don't hesitate, what are they doing, how is this possible? I lo- I really enjoy the work of these other five actresses. I do. I like Kate Hudson's whole career. I don't hate music as a concept or a uh, recreational activity. It's it's. I'll tell you, its nomination has made me start to dislike the noun in general. <laughs> it's really stupid. It's really belligerently stupid, and it's almost like someone's getting paid. Michael. Hey, sag. speaking of belligerently stupid. <laughs> <laughs> female actor female actress in a leading role for a motion picture for the sags uh all right let's get to the obvious ones first viola davis ma rainey's black bottom vanessa kirby for pieces of woman francis mcdormand for nomadland carrie mulligan again that's what i said before her her momentum is really at an all-time high now after i thought it slipped a bit but she does get it's there real. for the sag nom for promising young woman hey amy adams for hillbilly elegy is here mike i love amy adams career i love the fact that she is the the, the, the person every year at, at this time of year where we're saying, give her an award. Yeah. I don't want them to give her an award this year. I don't want this role acknowledged. I think it's poverty porn. I think it's ignorant. I disagree thoroughly. I'm offended by it. And I've talked about this subject of addiction on the show and my, and my personal experience with it and around it. And I just, I think that movie gets it wrong and i don't usually you know take these i mean we do sometimes we can't help it right 
because it is a subjective exercise. But I don't usually take these moral. No, you are the much more measured chances. and optimistic one right. than I am. <laughs> That's why we usually make a good team. Uh, so you having firsthand experience with this and being offended by it is something that I can, you know, latch onto. I'm, I don't even go that deep with it, though. And this isn't something yeah. that has, uh, fortunately, I don't have that personal relationship with the source material. I think the source material in general, to tell mm-hmm. this story where the moral is, hey, my life got better once I finally turned my back on my drug-addled, you know... <laughs> Family. Well, yeah, let me scream at my mother, my right. drug addict mother, for a whole scene, and that got it right. I right. told her. I, I mean, th- that's uh, that story, and that's what the story is. I mean, that's right. the climax. Is very I told hard that to drug make... addict. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's, that's a very tough material to make cinematic in the first place. My take on this is, if it wasn't Ron Howard, if this was a director on the come up, if this was like 80% of Hollywood directors, anyone else... I think this movie would be vilified and it would be seen in the way we see it. But I think because well, all of the, the respect- critics see it this way, it's a 30 percenter. It's a dud. It's a fail. Unfortunately, I, for yeah. Netflix, who put out, did a lot of great stuff, who saved my year. Thank you, Netflix, for saving my freaking year, <laughs> for keeping me. Come- you don't need me to thank you, but I thank you. But this one was a just a ball of crap. It was terrible. It was a huge swing and a miss. And I get that they were trying hard to get it right. And it was a monstrous fail, and I'm really doubting Ron Howard's abilities after the last couple movies. Yeah, and that's where I kind of land on it, too. And look, if you want to talk me in, well, look, supporting actress is so weak. We can give Glenn Close the rightful Oscar. I'm like you when it comes to Glenn Close. And we all know how personally I took the Glenn Close loss from the wife. I mean, I don't want her winning for this. I don't want this to be her legacy. We're begging for the chance to hold the Glenn Close foam finger number one up in the air. Anywhere we can, because it is like this silly little grudge slash rival we have with Academy Queens. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun. fun. This we makes love it not Close. fun. She's from our state. She's from this Connecticut. Makes it, this makes it not fun. Right. It, it, <laughs> it would be a, a damn shame if she won for this. It, it, would, be, it would be aggravating to, to look back on her career in 10 years to see... Right. That win and for and for Amy Adams as well. Like why is she there? She's she's boxing out Zendaya. She's boxing out these great lead actress performances for a right. movie that shouldn't be even close. It should just be disqualified. Period. I'm sorry. I know some people don't have the issues with it that, that I do, but it just I'm too close to this shit. Like Michelle Pfeiffer should not oh be boxed God. out by oh Amy Adams and Billy And go back and watch them. Go watch them back to back. I mean it's I I don't know. I, look, again, maybe it's me and I'm completely wrong. I don't think I am. I don't think we are. But I, I don't. There's so many nominations between these two shows. And you know how we hate being just overly negative. We do. Yeah. Usually if I'm this negative, I'm at least going to put a funny spin on it. But I, I feel like I was just kind of beaten down the last 30 plus hours with these Hollywood noms, Mike, to be honest with you. Right. It's just so sad and disheartening. I wanted, a, we could be having Glenn Close's rum pie, right? We could, I wanted a bake sale, <laughs> damn it. I wanted just to celebrate the good times that we all had to get together Instead, this year. Instead, I'm making suffering. murder jokes about yeah. murdering you. <laughs> and now I have to live through this. Well, let's talk about at least no. the supporting actress category for SAGs, which is a little happier. Uh, Maria Bakalova is there for Borat. Glenn yeah. Close is there for Hillbilly Elegy. Olivia Coleman gets there for the father, Yu Young Jung for Minari, and Helena Zengel makes an appearance for News of the World, Michael. Yeah, Helena Zengel got uh, got got a lot of publicity today, and uh, you know the the Globe supporting actress Glenn Close, Olivia Coleman, uh, and Hel- Helena Zengel were the three that got both. 
So that was really cool. The difference being Yoon and Bakalova got SAG, and again, Bakalova got Globe, but she got it in the lead comedy or musical category. But it, at the Globes, Jodie Foster and Amanda Seyfried shows up. The biggest surprise to me is Amanda Seyfried did yep. not get both. She got SAG only. I, I figured Ellen Bernstein was going to have an uphill climb. I just figured it because she just had... You know, what's the sense of urgency to nominate her? She's had this illustrious career. She's been there, done that, got the the award before. I, I thought the performance was undeniable. I thought it was top tier. I hope the Academy, you know, changes course and and, and puts both Vanessa Kirby and Ellen Bernstein uh, at the Academy Awards, even if, uh, you know, somebody has to teach her to use Zoom. <laughs> but she, but then again, she was on Zoom with Netflix, so somebody she already knows. She probably knows better than me. Mike, I don't... I don't get this category, but I don't get a lot of categories. Yeah, it seems to be a running theme for both of us. It is surprising seeing Zengel and Bakalova being voted in by the acting branch at the yeah. expense of a veteran like Bernstein, I would say. That's mm-hmm. surprising to me. Seafried not being there for the SAGs, only being there for the Golden Globes. That's a surprise. You already touched on that. This was Olivia Coleman's category as of, you know, two months ago. And now mm. I, I can't see a way in which Glenn, stop me if you've heard this before, in which Glenn Close doesn't get the Oscar based on what's happened with these two <laughs> nominations. I really She's don't. get it for a third. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. You're probably right. How do you vote Olivia Coleman over Glenn Close again? <laughs> You got to vote. Unless Helen is angled. Like Helen is angled. Like they call Olivia Coleman. She's like Olivia Coleman won, but she has to swap that last Oscar and give it to Glenn Close for the wife. That's the only way she wins this Oscar. It's like if you gave like any sitcom dad the award. And he just stare. He had to stare back and forth, cut back and forth from Olivia Coleman being charming and Glenn Close just biting her nails. And you know, who do you give it to? Who do you give it to? Who do you give it to? And he just give it to the kid. <laughs> give it to Helen Zagel. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, Yoon Yo Jung. We we love that performance. She's been a movie star. I, I wonder if that's. I wonder if they're gonna go outside the box and. I mean, she's got awards momentum with the critics. I mean, loved again, her performance. The... Absolutely loved her performance. I wouldn't be upset with that at all. I wouldn't be upset with any of these five. Right. Uh, well, of the four. I mean, obviously, we talk about Glenn Close, but even Glenn Close winning her first Oscar, I wouldn't really, you know, I'd be happy for her, but upset that it was for that movie. I want this category to be fun because it should be an open race. Yeah. I want 10 different nominees for these two categories from these two award shows. And instead, we got... We got a, 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 a six that was the same, and then we got, I'm angry with everything, mm. I think, yeah. the bottom line. And I just, like, you know, again, it's, I can't even I can't even choose snubs. Like, I can't even, like, I can list them, like Essie Davis from Baby Teeth, but I, I loved her in that movie, but I, I, I know nobody's going to vote for her from that movie. I get yeah. it, but it doesn't make sense. But there's no Marina Di Tavera. There's no hope in sight, right? There's no... <laughs> <laughs> Talia Ryder. There's no hope. That's, There's that's no the hope. majority of these uh, categories so far. The only difference, the Golden Globe supporting actress close is there. Olivia Coleman's there. Amanda Seyfried does make there. We said that Helena Zengel does make it there as well for News of the World. Jodie Foster for the Mauritanian is uh, nominated with her eighth Golden Globe nominee for the supporting actress category there. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I've just been down on supporting actress all year. Like Elizabeth Debicki, I don't know. Ellen Ellen Bernstein just soured me on it. Like I get very much so. I just, very I much so. It. Same. I get it, but why can't we just give the best performances the nominations? Why can't we just give the best performances the awards? What are we doing? 
We got Brian May sitting in that Joaquin Phoenix seat from Gladiator, giving the thumbs up and thumbs down to each nominee as they come across. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I probably would say Helena's ankle at this point. But I, and I love Amanda Seyfried. Like again, like I would, if Amanda Seyfried got it for that performance, which is so effing cool and mank. All right. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yoon Yo Jung is like the. Alan Arkin comic relief for much of that movie until she has her scene, right? Mm-hmm. I just, you know, these performances befuddle me every year. It's just, it's that legacy pick. And I, I, I guess I've heard the same issues with the Ellen Bernstein performance, but she's bringing it in like five scenes, I thought. I don't know. We studied that movie. I, I didn't think it was a one-scene performance from Ellen Bernstein. And that seemed to be the, I'm guessing that's what was voted on. Uh, because a lot of people on film Twitter said she wasn't in it long enough. She didn't have. I thought her character loomed over the entire movie and kind right. of was was considered in every step of the way with what Vanessa Kirby was doing. But I, I don't know if that's not a. Chris Evangelista said the same about Delroy Lindo's performance in The Five Bloods. But yeah. if these aren't Academy and awards level performances, then I don't know what we're doing. The, the problem is, is we know they're Academy Awards level performances because we've studied these for for years. Yeah. But we could stack those performances up with the rest. But I just I wonder if people click play, and I wonder if those ninety something people click play on the movie. I don't know. Well, we know they don't historically. I mean, that's for sure. We know, but you've been stuck in quarantine. What else is there? To, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of questions. We can move on to the men now. SAG male actor in a leading role in a motion picture. Or picture. Mm-hmm. Riz Ahmed from Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman, My Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, Stephen Yun, Minari, Michael. We have a lot of winners in common at the SAG Awards since 1994. I think it's 21 out of the last 26, which is over 80% winners in common between these two. And we got some snubs. We got some, some you know, some, some surprises, I would say. And Delroy Blindo tops the list here. Yeah, Delroy Lindo should be nominated. I don't know what the hell. I, I, I'm i happy for people who are big on Minari, for Steven Yeun getting there. And Minari kind of, as far as the sags go, could ride the, the coattails of kind of what Bombshell did last year. Yeah. Bombshell landed, I think it was four SAG noms, and it ended up getting two performing nominations at Oscar Sunday and ended up winning the Oscar for makeup and hairstyling. I could see Minari doing something similar in that, but I, if, if Delroy Lindo isn't, I don't know. I, I thought Orlando's one of the best performances I saw on screen this year. I would agree. I, I Here's the thing about this category, though. I can take it from the other direction. Like, Steven Yun and Minari, he's great, and I, I love that role. I think he would be cleaning up and supporting if they if they put him in mm-hmm. there. You know, it could have been category fraud, but what else is new? It's Every year it's category fraud. Yeah. Again, you know, I got the... I got the moral ambiguity in some areas and some areas I don't, but like, I like this five. I really do. I love Gary Oldman in Mank. I thought that's the best Gary Oldman of Gary Oldman's career. I just, I love that performance. I said as much and I predicted the Gary Oldman love today. I predicted that we we don't predict a lot of things, but I will pat myself on the back for one thing. I predicted that the industry and the press would go for Gary Oldman and yeah, he's sitting in a, a good spot right now. As far as what the Globes did for Best Actor Drama, Riz Ahmed makes it as well as Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's, Anthony Hopkins from The Father is there, Gary Oldman from Mank is there, Tahar Rahim for the Mauritanian. So it seemed like the Golden Globes uh, issued Minari for the Mauritanian, easy for me yeah. to say, whereas SAGs kind of flopped them. Yeah, flopped them. That, that's aggravating. Stephen Yun would be really... 
uh, in a strong position right now if, if that wasn't the case. But, you know, again, we got to see Tahar Rahim. I, I heard the movie's okay from, you know, the big picture, etc. So we'll, we'll see. We'll have to, I mean, it's a movie we wanted to see. It's a legal drama. Uh, Jodie Foster, I mean, we, pre- we uh, previewed that movie a year ago, it seems. Yeah. 17 years ago, <laughs> we previewed a legal thriller starring Jodie Foster and Tahar Rahim in a C by skip. I remember it well. Uh, I don't at all. Best actor, comedy or musical at the Globe. Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat. James Corden or Billy Corgan for The Prom. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda gets there for Hamilton. Andy Samberg for Palm Springs. Dev Patel for David Copperfield. David Copperfield came out in 2015. I am not a fan of that movie after minute 26. Like up to minute 26, <laughs> it's really fun. It's it's a happy production design costume good time, and then it's just nonsense, just silly nonsense. Where I feel like Armando Iannucci can't swear, and he's really really <laughs> lost all of his ability to make jokes without swearing in peculiar ways. All right, Delroy Lindo, we said snubbed from the drama category. John David Washington, I would say on my ballot from Malcolm and Marie. I don't get it. I'm. Not surprised ben Kingsley Benadire didn't get SAG, even though I thought he'd show up in Supporting Actor in Globes, Mike. I'd... Mads Mikkelsen, Tom Hanks, I figured they would have had, a, a, they would have been possibilities. Like, Mads Mikkelsen, like, you, if you don't call another round, like, it's, uh, that should be a comedy, right? I mean, it's, I know it's not that funny, but well, they. It's marketed as such. Like, I James mean, the, Corgan? The... Yeah. Cor- Billy Corgan over Mads Mikkelsen? <laughs> we don't need. <laughs> It really is silly. It's just, I mean, I love Andy Samberg, too. I mean, it's just. Yeah, I. I HFPA going to HFPA, man. That's I'm like I, I got so frustrated reading these. Good for Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, he's going to make his way for a couple other categories, too. He can make a little history, but I, I don't. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda for Hamilton, huh? All right. Yeah. I mean, to me, like this category, if it, if it was on our ballots, it would be very different, and it would include like three Hamilton actors. <laughs> but or they just twenty movies. Yeah, it makes no sense. All right, I, I don't have much more for for lead actor. I think I I do think that is a it's a highly contested category overall. I do think if the critics take john david washington seriously it's even more highly contested i mean that's like seven eight deep of guys who should, really mm. should be in the conversation with delroy lindo hopefully you know getting a backlash boost and you know if you want to tell me sasha baron cohen i mean that's at least a cool nomination i would say so yeah i mean you're, you're eight nine deep with tahar rahim I, I don't know i like the categories what i'm trying to say i think oh. they're all solid i don't know that there's any I, I having not seen Hopkins yet. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm okay. just down, and I'm just I'm still not out of the, the funk that 2020 has been. But I I don't think that these are some all timers. I don't think there's any one performance here that I'm like. Like I think Michelle Pfeiffer might be the best performance outside of Delroy Lindo, and neither one of those are going to get serious Oscars plays. And those well, are the two I think could be put up against anyone in terms yeah, of the, leads. Well, here's the thing. I mean, Chadwick Boseman is gonna be a front runner for the category i would say yeah whether or not he wins uh i think uh i think you know fast forward five years from now if he wasn't taken from us would he would he right. have done something even better 
Like he he just goes to eleven or twelve at times in my rainy, and it's you know it's it's going for you. And if it's in the theater, it probably works slightly better than on stage. I think uh, I think we nitpick against that performance. If that performance wins, we're not upset. We're happy. No, not at I mean, all. Not at so, all. So I mean, at the end of the day, this category on Oscar night, we're going to be happy with it. No? Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You talked me into a smile. I'm trying to talk you into something <laughs> in our say the darndest thing sort of way, Michael. We have supporting actor now, and uh, at the SAGs, you have Sasha Barrett Cohen from uh, Chicago 7. I did not say that right. You have Chadwick Boseman from The Five Bloods here. The Five Bloods had a great day at SAG. Daniel Kaluuya from Judas and the Black Messiah. I got more bad news for you, Mike. Jared Leto from The Little Things. <laughs> Leslie Odom Jr. from One Night in Miami. Uh, at the Globes, you had Baron Cohen, Kaluuya, and uh, Jared Leto. <laughs> I had to stop and pause. They got both. <laughs> The difference is you have uh, – oh, and Odom Jr. got both. Yeah. So four got both. The difference is Bill Murray at the Globes and Chadwick Boseman at the Sags for Defy Blitz. Yeah, so to ride your your coattails of the point you just made, I think the Sags are kind of indicating that something's going to happen with Boseman on Oscars night, which is going to be a huge moment uh, regardless of what he's in there for. And you're right, I will be absolutely thrilled with that. A little upset that Bill Murray didn't get a, a SAG nom. Mm-hmm. I thought – that would have been a nice moment for him. And I think he's actually very much worthy. I love that performance. I love that movie on the rocks as well. Uh, Sasha Barrett Cohen, like I said, he's got a real chance at history. He can be the fifth person and first man ever to win two acting globes in a single show. And only the third such person to do so for two acting performances in film. Uh, Hasn't been done since Kate Winslet did it in 2009 for revolutionary road and the reader. Um, I wouldn't be mad at that either. Seeing as much as I, don't am not crazy about that movie. It'd be nice to see Sasha Baron Cohen get recognition for everything he's done as a little bit of a sure. uh, jack of all trades, lifetime achievement award there. Uh, the Ali is really underrated. I would agree. No, I, th- I look, I'm, <laughs> I'm all for, I'm all for Sasha Baron Cohen getting recognized. I don't need him to win multiple awards for it. I mean, again, you know, I, I'm just, vitriol is coming out of my mouth that's what, that's, that's how i'm feeling about it right now like i just want things that are going to make me happy they pick if these the are the stars, noms Mike. you're going to give me i just care about my own happiness supporting then. actor pick the stars they pick five stars each time both categories i get it i get why the names got picked here it happens all the time it probably happened for some of the wrong performances but the character actors the long time you know, uh, just uh, just huge careers. Glenn Turman, Coleman Domingo, Paul Rocky, Mark Rylance. I know Mark Rylance won before, but he was he was a favorite of ours. I, it's just, the I think they got it wrong, unfortunately. Yeah. I got well, they got it wrong. Daniel Kaluuya yeah. is great in the trailer. The movie doesn't work as well as people are saying. I think Judas and the Black Messiah has got issues. I was surprised, and I am surprised to report that because it was one of my most anticipated movies of the year. Uh, I gotta ask you. Like, because I haven't watched The Little Things yet, but Jared Leto in The Little Things? Really? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, why not? I, I, I don't... I like The Little Things. I don't think it's a great movie. I <laughs> I was a fan of it. I get why Leto's appealing to people. But... You do. So so it's, it's it's that kind of performance. Like, what is it? Like, it's I, I was knock, listening to people it's, talk it's, about it's it before. A, it's, it's a knockoff performance of something that probably yeah, should have been nominated it, 20... I'm not going to spoil it for you. <laughs> I know you haven't seen it. But it's a not, it's a knockoff of something that probably should have been nominated 25 years ago. If you've seen the movie, you, you know what I'm referencing. <laughs> uh, so, you know, 
I just don't understand logistically how Leto got nominated because that movie didn't come out. I don't think screeners were out very early for it. And there, if screeners were not very early for it, there was no time for turnaround between enough people in the HFPA actually watching that movie, digesting it, thinking Leto should be uh, in the conversation for supporting actor and filling out their ballots. There just wasn't enough time. So I don't know if HBO had sway here or if Jared Leto is just hmm. that much of a favorite. He doesn't have a deep, rich history with the Golden Globes outside of Dallas Buyers Club. Right. I, I don't understand what happened. Do, would I have nominated him? I don't know. He's probably going to be in my top 10 for the year, so I don't think it's okay. as egregious as a lot of people think. All right. I mean, it's it's promising because, I mean, it's still promising because I want to see the little things. And I think a lot of people wanted to, to see the little things last week. I mean, it, it did well at the box office, all things considered. And I think it's doing well at HBO Max. Otherwise, they wouldn't have heard, the whole, you know, otherwise they wouldn't have held the uh, the huge earnings report meeting boasting about all their, their huge numbers that they are, in fact, in the streaming game, adding the, you know, 11 million new, you know, uh, uh, subs that mm. puts them in the mix now. They've, they've activated 17 million. They have 11 million new. They're up to 40-something, and now they're in the game. They're in the streaming game. I mean, it's it, again, you know, it's, you've probably spent $3 billion to do it, at least, <laughs> you know, with your film slate, but you can make that money. It's there. The sub money is real, and $10 million will do, do a lot for you, especially at almost $15 a month. Mike, I just... Uh, I just do this every year. I get my hopes up for the character actors that win all the critics awards. Yeah. And I know every year they have, they struggle, but yeah. the Leslie Manvilles come through sometimes out of nowhere. And the Marina de Tavira's come through sometime. Right. And that's why I, I wanted something like that to happen for Glenn Turman here. And I just, you know, I, I Paul Rocky, I can't, I, I get, I can't, uh, I can't be happy about this category. It's another category that's just really aggravating. Well, my number one guy was Eli Gorey, and he wasn't close to. I mean, well, I, I he, like... he was postured wrong. I, I yeah. think at SAG, he was yeah. postured correctly at at uh, at the Globes. But you know, Leslie Odom Jr. got the nods, both of them. I think Amazon did the right thing. You know, just again, we talked about the campaigning aspect of it all, and we, we saw these people being postured. We saw Kaluuya crashing it. Nobody saw Leto, but. Bill Murray's been up there all year, so... We need an investigation into how Leto... Like, I want to see the ballots for who voted. Like, it's not because of performance. I just logistically don't understand how it happened. Right. It's really weird. It, it, it is just really weird. And it's just like, they didn't all watch Sound of Metal? Or they that's, didn't all... That's, but that's, it's an indie that's film, what I again. Mean. Like, they're getting bored of these films that have been out for months and months. They get bored of the Five Bloods, they get bored of Emma and all... but. They're able to just eat up the little things and turn around and decide that's an awards-worthy performance in an afternoon, which it would have been like a couple of days. I, okay, all right, fine. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really strange. All right, let's let's go through the kind of rest of the card here. Globe screenplay, Mike. This rarely crosses over at the end of the day to like a four out of five. I mean, it's happened before. We've we've done the numbers in the past, but usually it is like a two out of five crossover. And it's strange because it's one screenplay category. It's one yeah. screenplay category at the Globes. Anyway, Aaron Sorkin, Trial of the Chicago 7, Chloe Zha from Nomadland, Florian Zeller and Christopher Hampton of The Father, Jack Fincher from Mank, and Emerald Fennell from Promising Young Woman, Michael. I would expect a lot of crossover from those, to be honest with you. I, I mean, we know, I think Sorkin's Trial of the Chicago 7 is going to be a monster. And I don't like that, but I think that's the facts of the matter. It's showing up 
pretty much every award show that we've been covering thus far. So, uh, but I expect that to be there. I expect Nomadland to make noise, and I expect Mank to to show up in both director and screenplay category as well. It seems like Promising Young Woman has been making noise in the screenplay, and if there's going to be a push from the Academy to reward uh, Emerald Fennell. Uh, you made the point earlier. It's likely going to be in the screenplay category over the directing category. So I kind of actually, for a change, do expect there to be a lot of crossover with these noms. You 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 know you checked me really well there. I I I agree with you when you actually break down nominee by nominee. I, I totally agree with you for all those same reasons. That's a, so there's that's a one point. category out of 24 we've talked about <laughs> that we're okay with. <laughs> well, no, I, I get why it's going to happen. Am I okay with it? Not necessarily. I think there's some highs in Mank. I think Nomadland should be more of a director's and an editing, you know, uh, and a, and a yeah, performance. I would agree. Uh, celebration than, than screenplay. Like, screenplay doesn't entirely makes sense to me i think you know it's 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 a good screenplay but again you know i think i think one might night in miami and soul and 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 minari and and again i know nobody agrees with me about malcolm and marie but malcolm and marie and then you have never your, really sometimes always too i would throw in there never really sometimes always first cow you got another round thomas vinterberg there won the european film award i figured it would you know, it would be involved here. But, you know, I'm happy for Emerald Fennell. I'm happy for the Promising Young Woman momentum. Uh, if uh, Chloe Zha needs a year where she gets more nominations than we thought she might maybe should just because she's got coattails at this point. All right, fine. She and, is about to make so much money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's, let's just go. so much money. <laughs> so, you know, you're actually right. I would expect all five of those to get nomination Oscar nominations in the two categories when it branches out. But we've seen Get Out. We've seen mm-hmm. Jordan Peele go on to win the Oscar and not get nominated at mm-hmm. the Globes. We, we've seen these happen before. And I, I, maybe i got to relook at the numbers. But it, 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 it hasn't. It's shockingly been a, a thin crossover. Shame category. on the HFPA for forcing us to keep up with the stats as if these all count. Yeah, we got. I want to get all. We're the so stats, angry about the outcomes, but I do want to get all the stats in one place. I think that will soothe me somehow. So mm-hmm. if, I, if I if I can get them on the website at some point, which is somehow coming, I think I hope if I'm not too. Thanks to all your hard work, I've been here with a foot. It's you've been there with a foot, but I'm going to pass you the baton at some point. I'm going to throw the baton at you at some point, but no, That's I think uh, two time Oscar nominated Jared Leto to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Sag Stunt Ensemble, uh, Defy Bloods, Mulan, News of the World, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, ton of stunts in that movie, Wonder Woman 1984. Break. <laughs> Somebody said what stunt was there in The Trial of Chicago Seven, and one of my funniest jokes i've ever had i said the one where they make everyone believe it's an awards worthy film and that's my thought in this category uh, you've quoted yourself yeah many times on this program and i guess <laughs> i should hyperbolic be about my own idiocy. i should not be surprised that you quoted your own joke here again yeah <laughs> no i i think uh the trial of chicago seven was inevitable i'm surprised it has this amount of coattails i mean i get that they you know they have huge you know fields full of people you know, crashing into each other. I mean, I get that. It's not exactly Braveheart, though. Yeah, well, it's not... Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, this usually goes, like, the Mission Impossible, the MCU route. I don't... Okay. Look, I get that people... I get that people don't like John David Washington running backwards and fighting. (laughs) But... And I didn't love that scene myself. Like, it went on too long. I get it. The rest of that movie, they exploded a building twice or maybe even three times i don't even remember 
what more do you want from a stunt ensemble? Give me a break. I'm amazed you have this Like, honestly, Mike, when I got to this far down in the card, I was so beaten down and depressed. I was like, yeah, whatever. Just just give it it to (laughs) Trial of Chicago 7. Who cares? Yeah, whatever should be the title of this episode. (laughs) Michael, best original score. Well, VFX doesn't, I mean, uh, VFX. Stunt Ensemble doesn't matter necessarily because it doesn't even cross over with VFX at the Oscars. It's like one out of the last 12, 8%, or one out of the last 13. It doesn't, Inception was the only time it crossed over, obviously because they need that category at the Academy Awards. It's stupid. All right, best original score, The Midnight Sky, Tenant, News of the World, Soul, and Mank. A category we can actually be yeah. kind of happy with. Yeah, soul. The the soul score is like Giacchino levels for me. It's it's so good. It awesome. should win even in this, which is a relatively loaded field. I feel it should win. And John ba- Batiste gets a credit here, which I just I'm over the. That's moon awesome. About. That's awesome. Wonderful. Yeah, good point. Uh, so only three times in the past thirteen years, talking about crossover statistics, has the Globe winner not won the Oscar. So there is a big correlation for this category. Uh, Last time that happened, Black Panther two years ago won the Oscar, whereas First Man ended up winning the Globe here. Uh, I can see a world... They got five worthy nominees, so this is cool. Yeah, and you can see a world in which the Reznor-Ross vote cannibalizes itself, too, even though I think those are the two best scores on the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, I, I do expect them, one of them one of those two to win the globe for the best original score, but you can see something happening when we get to Oscar Sunday where people talk themselves out. of Here's it. Here's what I need you to do though. I need you to put on the tenant score and do you have a cast with the surgery? <laughs> I do have a cast. Yes. I need you to itch all the spots that need itching to the tenant score and just for a good hour and you'll just be so much happier and I will be happier knowing you've done so. I'll see what I can do. That could be our first video on YouTube. <laughs> Mike, original song. <laughs> Best original song. What do you got? Scene from the life of Head, Diane Warren. Diane Warren. Can, can she? I don't know. Speak Now, One Night in Miami, Leslie Odom Jr. Tigress and Tweed from the United States versus Billie Holiday, Andre Day, uh, Raphael Sadiq. Uh, Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah, music by her, performed by her, rather, and music and lyrics by her as well. Uh, Hear My Voice, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Daniel Pemberton, Celeste Waite. Michael, yeah. all of these songs are anthems, for, I think, right? Yeah, all, all, all five songs are anthems. They're all kind of sad. I, I would like this category to be happier at some point. I've been listening on loop to the Tenant song by Travis Scott, it's very the Another good. Round song, and all the songs from Eurovision Song Contest. I'm not <laughs> proud of myself. And maybe the guilty pleasureness, the guilty pleasure of it all, Stop the, the you know, again, of all things, of all things to snub, Eurovision Song Contest from the Hollywood Foreign Press. Is this just self-hating Eurovision Song Contest loving by the Hollywood Foreign Press? What are they doing? I, I, if we were going to have awards just to, like, give the Glenn Closes and Diane Warrens their Oscars finally, we should have just done that. Right. The Glenn, uh, yeah. Yeah. Amy Adams, Diane Warden. It could have been a year where we just gave everybody who's been snubbed right. an exactly. honorary Oscar. Exactly. Better than the Which is sale. what I wanted. That just was exactly what I pitched. 20 honorary Oscars. And yeah, we just we had no idea who they're going to give them to on the night. 
all of the film industry is on notice on Zoom. You better be there. You might be getting an honorary Oscar. Maybe that was the way to go. I can't believe I'm agreeing with you after all this shit. After watching 300 movies, Big fucking brain, Sundance, Mike. this galaxy brain don't stop. Mike, animated feature, The Croods 2, Onward, Over the Moon, Soul, Wolfwalkers. We got what we wanted out of animated feature. I love your note. The only note for this category is animated film makes sense. Finally. <laughs> Best boasted picture, foreign language. Ugh. All right. Another round we expected. La- ya Llorona is uh, Guatemalan. It is up for the Academy Award, so that's relevant. The fact that I want to check nominated. that out, too. I, I, I thought there was like, I thought that was it, the old... It's, Curse of Yair on a movie. I didn't understand no. why that was being nominated. It's a movie about, it's very political. It has nothing to do with, it's not really a horror movie, FYI. It's, it's strong. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous, and it's, and it's intense, and it's worth watching. It's on Shudder. It's there. The Life Ahead. Andrew Morgan loved The Life Ahead. I, I thought it was very strong. Uh, Ibrahim Gay, one of the best uh, child actor performances of the last five years. Uh, Sophia Loren, if she went to supporting actress, I think that would have been a lot cooler. And mm. yeah, I mean it, it's doable. Again, she's the star of the movie. I get the politics. I get why she's not in supporting actress. But fine, Life Ahead is not eligible at the Academy Awards for Best International Film because Naturno got in over it from Italy. Minari again, it's picked here, and then the French film Two of Us. It's coming out this week. I have not seen it yet, but that's the that is eligible. So this is a strange category. We should have named this podcast Two of Us. Two of us. That's my take. Do you so. think another round has a chance to up? To, I mean, I would think this is between another round and Minari, no? I've seen front runners in this category go by the way of the documentary feature. I've just seen it happen mm. so many times. And I don't know. I, I have no idea. I think another round is still my pick in Best International Film. But Minari being there, it, it changes it changes this category quite a bit and i I can tell you all 30 movies and how i rank them i'm not going to do it at this juncture i'm going to put it on the website it's coming out we got the short list coming out as well so this category is going to materialize at the oscars but yeah i would still say another round it's still top my list who do you think would have brought the best baked dish (laughs) to the virtual award show bake sale Mm -hmm. hmm all right now i know amy adams play in meryl streep they've played Bakers. There's an I, there's an obvious answer. I can we were just talking about the movie. Uh, go ahead. Sophia Loren would have killed it. <laughs> she would have absolutely killed it. She would have brought something that was so fucking delicious. I bet. Why? Because she's Italian. I don't yeah. understand. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> you just have that. I don't know if I should be offended or not offended by this. You have that much respect for Italian bakers. It's got nothing to do with her heritage. I just bet she's a, a wizard in the kitchen. <laughs> I don't know. She's. she's she... We're back, baby! Yeah, we're back. We are back! <laughs> Assholing it up for all of the counter-typical uh, award season punditry. Oh, God, we're going to yeah. need it to get through this one, Mike, I think. I, I, I'm so sorry to say that. I really do. I just... This was rough. This was a rough couple of days for the award season of 2020-2021. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even disagree with you anymore. I got so mad at so many of these. Well... 
what's matters and what's most important is what do you guys think out there? We want to hear from you as always. Uh, what were your biggest snubs, your biggest omissions, your biggest surprises? Give us something to be happy about while you're at it, please. We could use it. Lord knows right now you could leave us all of those on our social medias as well as any other comments, questions, or concerns you have. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at MM and Oscar on Twitter, Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit. Like Mike said, the website is very near and dear. It's coming thanks to all his hard work. So be on the lookout for that. We will make a huge announcement when that day does come, obviously. Or we'll just put it out there and launch it one day. I just, I can't, all Quiet. I have to do is click a button, Mike. <laughs> Meekly, like a mouse. Well, I just, you know, I don't need the big parade. I don't need the big parade. No, we'll just put it out there. I'll, I'll give you a parade. You've worked very, very hard on that. You should be very proud of yourself. It does look great, guys. It looks fun. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, can't even agree on the outro. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, if you wouldn't mind uh, <laughs> clicking on our cartoon faces and giving us a five-star review, that would truly make our entire day. Michael, what is coming next from MMO as we try to get back to some sense of normalcy? I think we're going to cover the Critics' Choice with like a Monday recording. I think we're going to cover Mayhaps. We will cover the shortlists on Wednesday mm-hmm. with another Oscar race checkpoint. We have to uh, get your thoughts on Malcolm and Marie. I think uh, we, we reviewed the little things a little bit, but I, I would, you know, we could do a make the case kind of thing in there. Uh, we got to, you know, do some film studies, you know, a couple more left at the end of the month. Uh, otherwise, this is really cool that award season's just kicking up when we're at rock bottom. So I think <laughs> and keeping us at rock bottom, by the way. Yeah, I just think I think we're in a very vulnerable state right now. And um, the each of us, you know, I've I've uh, I've what's co- that neighbor doing over there? <laughs> Solve the murder is what I'm trying to say to you, Mike. Solve the murder and get some closure and hang out with uh, with grace. Yeah, are those are the words of wisdom that we're ending on as well. Watch rear window. Yes. The words of wisdom are solve the murder. All right. Good to be back. I, I lost all <laughs> sense of reality. I watched 37 Sundance films. I have, I have, I have a nervous breakdown. Save the cheerleader. Save the world. 42? Did, what, when did the psychotic break hit? When I made the murder joke at minute 43? Oh, jeez. When reality sucks, guys, you can come... Analyze these noms with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round without the stuffiness. We will see you very soon. God help us. See ya. (laughs)